0: Franchise Interviews from eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney Australia you're listening to Franchise Interviews Franchise Interviews Welcome to Franchise Interviews Franchise Interviews has been giving an up close behind the scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship Listen to interviews with franchisers franchisees franchise authors franchise experts and attorneys and now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the French one the I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Lee DeJong, the COO of Shine, a window care and holiday lighting franchise with 40 locations in 10 states. Lee's also a franchisee and just opened his sixth Shine location. But while window cleaning is Shine's business, the mission is to make the world brighter by building successful businesses and creating opportunities for individuals to become leaders. And we're going to talk to Lee about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the Franchipreneurs one more. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Lee DeJong, the COO of Shine, and Shine is a window care and holiday lighting franchise with over 40 locations in 10 states. Hi, Lee. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good, Marty. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Lee. It's great to have you on the show. We would like to ask our guest, where are you calling from today, Lee?
2: Um, I'm down in Austin, Texas.
1: Ah, uh, Fantastic. How's the weather down there this morning, Lee?
2: Really nice. It's uh, hot and sunny every day is what the weather forecast says. And today we got a little drizzle, so we'll take it. Okay.
1: That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. That's fantastic. You know, I thought maybe we could start with your background, Lee, you know, in franchising, you know, and, and how it led to your position as COO of Shine. And, and I also realize you're a franchisee, which I think makes this show really interesting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that, how you got involved in the organization.
2: Sure. Um, so the, the company started actually up in West Michigan, um, and I applied for a job to become a window cleaner. Uh, back when I was in high school. And so our founder and CEO gave me the job and I did window washing I wasn't real good at it. Um, they moved me into sales and estimating. And that's that's where I really, that's where I really was able to flourish. Um, we're basically building up uh, one small company into a medium company, into a large window cleaning company. Um, I was just, Riding around meeting customers, um, getting some window cleaning jobs. And uh, the company direction was to eventually start franchising. Mm -hmm. So I was able to help write some of the systems and build out operations manual and start to make the thing replicatable. Um, And when we started to test our systems out, we basically split one store into two and Mm -hmm that gave me the opportunity to become a general manager of a store and test some of these systems out. Wow! Um, so as we started working out the kinks, uh, we, we learned a lot. We rewrote things, rewrote things. And right. I then opened up um, another store of my own, um, really being the first, I guess, outsider purchase franchise outside of the. For stores. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a lot through that one. And at that point, we started uh, having a few inquiries across the state of Michigan for other stores. And then, um, yeah, we've just been growing ever
1: since. That's fantastic. And, you know, it, it was interesting because, you know, as I was like studying the business model, you know, I saw all of these interesting services that Shine provides? I mean, it's, it's more than just window cleaning, isn't it? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that, you know, and you know, how all these different services came about. Cause I think it really makes sense or it's a nice fit in your business model, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So it was really, it was really put on by our customers. So Chris started the business um, window cleaning and right. every, every other few jobs, people were requesting that we do pressure washing and gutter cleaning right. as well. So, really since um, he brought on pressure washing and gutter cleaning as natural services that we do. Um, but then in around 2006, we added uh, the Christmas light aspect wow. to our business. Um, we're up in Michigan where it gets cold all winter, about six right. months out of the year. Um, it can be cold in the, in the window cleaning Um, Could be a little bit more seasonal up there, but once we added Mm -hmm. on the holiday life piece, it solves most of our seasonality issues. That's great.
1: It does, and it makes sense. And it's, it's as you said, shine. I mean, it's it's it really describes what you guys do, doesn't it? Lee? You know, as you're talking about the business, it's it's just a, it's a great name for for the company. You know, it's just making you know the people's homes shine, and I, I think it's it's fantastic. When you're meeting with someone for the first time, Lee, like I'm sure you meet with some, I guess we can call them like prospective franchisees or if you were at a franchise show and someone came up to your booth and they said, you know, I Lee, you know, so what do you guys do? How do you typically respond to the question as, as you're meeting with a prospective franchisee? Um,
2: yes, yeah, so obviously the services we have, every company does their own thing, but really what we do is serve people. So we're, we're serving customers with needs at their home. or serving our employees with, mm-hmm. A great culture and a fun place to work. We're serving the communities that we work in. All of our locations um, are big on community service, so we're the we're the guys at the parades and at the high school football game and all that stuff. So really, it all kind of revolves around serving people. and mm-hmm. what we do to serve people is offer a home services.
1: It's great. You're listening to franchise interviews, and we're speaking with Lee DeJong, uh and Lee is the COO and franchisee to the Shine Franchise Opportunity, a window care and holiday lighting franchise with over 40 locations. And one of the things I wanted to mention, Lee, you know, is you were talking about, you know, the all these customers. I mean, in your area, really, your, your clients. I mean, anybody who has a home. I mean, it's, it's the the potential for for a client. So I imagine, I mean, your market is pretty huge. I guess is it safe to just say that your industry is Huge. I mean, it's got to be up in the billions, I would imagine, right? I mean, I, I don't have any hard numbers, but it's got to be up there, isn't it? Yeah,
2: pretty, pretty much any property with windows. Um,
1: China, yeah.
2: The only thing that we don't do is uh, sky, skyscrapers, high rises, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, really, anything under um, five or six stories and below is opportunity right. for Shine franchisees to service. So it's That's yeah, it's a very big market that we're in. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of people doing it. It's kind of like landscaping or some right. of the other home services. There's going to be a lot of people doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So you just got to look at um, what they're doing and what the customer wants, and you know, differentiate yourself right. based on what the customer wants. Right. Absolutely.
1: How does does how does technology play a role um, in it with shine Lee? I mean, I, I'm sure it, it's, you know, there's been a lot of changes, you know, since the, the organization first started and how technology plays a role in the business today. So, I mean, how does, how does shine, you know, implement or utilize technology? It's pretty
2: crazy to see the changes uh, shine yeah. over a year. Um, you yeah. can go to almost any of our franchisees and you'll be hard pressed to find paper on their desk. Wow. Um, and it's, not so much just wanting to be paperless it's just Mm -hmm. adapting to change and seeing what technology can do for you so everything we do is a piece of technology it's all web-based technology so our owners can be in vacation with their family and they can communicate to anyone nationwide on our communication platform they could book a job schedule anything do any of their accounting uh, pull up the operations manual, wow. walk through an online training course, Every, um, has a piece of technology. So it's pretty crazy uh, when we look back at even just navigating to a customer's house, we first had
1: right.
2: uh, maps and paper binders. Um, yeah. Then it moved to TomTom Tom GPS systems. <laughs> and, wow. And now we've got our iPhone, and you can run your entire business from it. So it's pretty incredible. Uh, really yeah. cool thing about Shine um, is that we're, we're pro-change. We're always looking for the next best thing um, mm-hmm. and implementing it nationwide. So That's great. That's terrific. It really is.
1: Excitingly, I mean, again, when you see the changes, you know, I, I'm sure particularly for the, the old-timers, you know, they remember how it was done, you know, a decade ago, you know, or even more than that, and how it's done today. It's it's really quite exciting, isn't it? Oh,
2: it's, it's so cool. It
1: really always is. Changing, it's
2: always so so cool. fresh. It's, it's yeah. exciting when something new comes out that we can test and uh, then implement it and roll it out nationwide and then just see the impact that it has on all these franchisees. And for me, being a multi-unit owner, um, it it's I really like it.
1: I imagine it helps you too, Lee. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we've done, you know, almost like 650 shows, you know, and it's not often that, you know, a COO is, is also a franchisee. And I think that says a lot. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that it must help you in your job position, I imagine, being a franchisee or multi-unit franchisee. And also as your role as COO, I did, maybe you maybe talk a little bit about that because I think that's interesting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it definitely does help. Uh, Basically, what I do is try to help all these franchisees get better and give them the tools, the resources, the knowledge, the training, the support, all that stuff, and I know firsthand what it's like. I have um, the smallest business in Shine. I just started one up, and I have one Mm -hmm. of the largest businesses in Shine. Wow. And then a little bit in between. So I have different locations operating similarly to a lot of other franchisees out there. And so it definitely helps that I have my own businesses. Uh, I think it also helps uh, prospective franchisees who are kind of looking into the concepts to know that um, I put my cards in shine. Mm -hmm. Um, They can see that. I'm fully invested in it in this own business that, that they might be learning about. So yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely helps my role, but i I like to balance myself because I still like being a business owner, having my own assets to grow um, I mm-hmm. think it's cool for my kids to be able to grow up seeing that, but I also okay. like um, working at more of the corporate level and watching all these other young
1: entrepreneurs um uh, flourish so it's pretty cool, yeah. I think that I I think that is great. What's been um, I'm sure you you probably have hundreds of stories over the years, Lee, if you and I were sitting down having a a cup of coffee or something. But but what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Shine? Again, I realize you probably have 100 stories. So to limit it down to one is (laughs) kind of tough to do. But Mm -hmm. does anything stand out over the years? Like, you know, that, that, you know, any interesting Highlights. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's interesting, but one of the
2: mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is when um, an employee from one of my locations who starts yeah. at the very most entry level position, right, getting to see them uh, work through that and become a leader and advance wow. in in my location, but then also to move on eventually to run a store, become oh, a business wow. owner. And now we even have some that are multi-unit owners. Wow. We just hosted this national training. Everyone flies in from across the country. And when we do training, um, I have in-house franchisees that assist with this training. And we all stood up front uh, in front of all these franchisees. And one of the questions, our CEO said, hey, you know, give us your name, where you're from, and what you do, you know, how you got into SHINE. It was really cool that a lot of them were some of my entry-level employees or wow. um, things like that, and now, now they're business owners and doing great. So I'd say wow. that's probably the the most rewarding thing is just to I see imagine. lives change, uh, big impacts on their family and in all
1: these other right. communities. So that's wonderful. That's i that, that's that's a that's a great story, Lee. What what types of um, what types of characteristics do you look for? I mean, when you're sitting down with a prospective franchisee, you know, they've expressed interest in Shine. And as you're you're sitting with them and and speaking with them, I mean, do you look for any particular types of characteristics or traits that you think would would allow them to be a successful franchisee with Shine? Yeah,
2: so um, when we take uh, profiles and stuff like that, we're looking for Mm -hmm.
1: achievers and belongers. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. Achievers are self-motivated, driven, mm-hmm. uh, competitive. Um, yeah, They're just go-getter type of personalities. Mm-hmm. And then the belonger part means um, that they enjoy being part of a team. They're like they're right. like creating team, being around team, being a part of something um, where they're not just completely on their own. So the achiever-belonger is what we're looking for yeah. um, right. when we're looking to Take someone aboard and award a franchise.
1: That's terrific. You're listening to franchise interviews, and today we're speaking with Lee De Jong, and Lee is the COO and franchisee to the Shine franchise opportunity. And maybe we talk a little bit about you know training. Then, I mean, what is that like, Lee? I mean, I imagine you know once they do express interest in becoming a franchisee, um, do they come to? Is it corporate headquarters for the training? Is that how it, or it takes place, or where it takes place? Yeah. This is
2: this is one of. Our best features, I'd say, mm-hmm. is the onboarding process. So um, people buy a franchise because they they want a head start. They want the internal right. knowledge. They mm-hmm. want to stay away from pitfalls and stuff like that. So um, this is one area that we spent a ton of time on um, trying to perfect, and each right. time it gets better mm-hmm. and better. But basically, when you're opening a business, there's hundreds and hundreds, of items that you need to do And what we do is We turn it into a checklist And there's a six week mm-hmm. process So From the day of signing they, they start completing These little checklist points And we talk to them every single day That's not a corporate Franchisee relationship Where they're on their own We're talking every single day For six weeks right? And we're helping right. them get through this checklist of the items they need to get done in the most efficient way. And about three weeks into that checklist, they come to headquarters where they train for a full week. And Mm -hmm. they start with a classroom portion, and then it gets into um, a point where they're actually running a franchise location by themselves as the manager. Um, Then they go back to their, and they have an R2 week of checklist, which is really, Setting up their location, interviewing mm-hmm. candidates, um, they might have some estimates going on by that point, and we're already right. deploying some marketing to get their phones to ring. And by at six weeks, then we're going to fly out to them and personally hang out at their store, and wow. we're going to watch them do some estimates. We're going to help them do their first jobs. So we're really, this whole thing's a marathon, and we're really. Holding their hand right. to get them started, and then we're splashing water on them throughout their marathon, and we're right by their side, their they're all wet. And then um, after about 14 weeks on their own, then they move into the next phase. But the launch phase is, is definitely our strong suit. Um, nobody's going to come aboard and be on their own and be without right leads or phone calls. They're going to get off to a good start.
1: That's terrific. I like the analogy you said, uh, marathon, you know, splashing water on them. You know, I think, I think that's a, it's a great analogy. I haven't heard that in in all the years of doing the show. I think that's, that's terrific. So, so you can certainly answer the next question because, you know, doing this such a long time, Lee, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about like, what is a typical day like for a franchisee? If there is such a thing, I imagine there's that diversity because all the different services you provide, but, um, what is a typical day like as a franchisee to shine? Sure.
2: So in, in terms of being a manager, some of our some of our owners are passive. They hire a manager and then they're more of an accountability partner. And some of our owners are managers themselves. But mm-hmm. the manager would come in to the office and uh, they would meet the team and do what we call a morning huddle. Um, that's where we talk about yesterday, what's coming up. We Mm -hmm. have like a motivational video. We'll talk about our values. We'll have a little bit of fun. And then then the crews take off and head to their jobs and the manager will do some office work, uh, which could be following up on estimates from the day before, Mm -hmm. um, phone calls, emails, all that stuff. And they're going to head out and head out on the town and do a bunch of estimates throughout the day. Um, and then they're going to head back to the office and um, start booking some jobs. And then mm-hmm. when the crews get back, uh, the general manager will be there to welcome the crews returning. And then the crews going to get all their vehicle and everything set for the next day. So we're really big on time management and organization, like right. right, preparedness. So every day, every single vehicle is going to be lined up in the parking lot and be ready to go for the next day.
1: That's great. It sounds like most of so our franchisees, I was going to say they have offices too. I mean, imagine you have office locations and things like that.
2: Yep. Typically it's going to be a small warehouse with a small office right. to get started. Okay. And then you're slowly going to morph into something a little bit bigger as I the agree. Christmas light sales right. increase. Sure. Because part of the right. Christmas light program is that we store the lights for these customers. So, We're going to have a warehouse with all kinds of bins lined up and label um, and storage for the next year that the customer would have Christmas lights. That's great.
1: It's, it's nice the the repeat sell factor too. You know, it's, you were mentioning early in the interview, you know, as you said that, you know, because you have, you know, all these franchises, some of them are are small, some of the medium and some of the big, I I imagine the big ones over time. I mean, it it became big because of that repeat sell factor, right? I mean, it's just, you know, you, 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 capture a customer, and then you keep a customer. You know, then you've got the repeat self-actor, and then you keep adding services, which keep add to the growth of the business. And I, I guess that, that's how the business grows, I imagine, does it, doesn't it? Okay.
2: Absolutely. So a lot of people are surprised um, at our marketing spend per franchise you location. Um, mm-hmm. They spend a little bit, uh, especially the first year and the second year, but really um, if their customer service is on point, then right. they're not going to have a problem with growth because, like you said, they're building such a solid and strong base mm-hmm. with their customer service that's separating them from a customer going elsewhere. customer will be loyal to them and be part of their base for the next year. So, right. so yeah, there's just natural growth there. Uh, month over month, it's it's almost been 100% uh, as far as our franchisees. Wow. Month over month growth, year
1: over year. And and I imagine that the neighbors too, they see, you know, they see your truck pull up and you know then you know, that's a great way of getting sales too, isn't it, Lee? You know, is is the neighbors see, you know, lights going up or they see work being done to a home and they get oh, business nice. card and it just it just grows exponentially, doesn't it? You know, I I, I get the business model, you know, and, and how you get it from, you know, from small to medium to large, you know, it just, it, it makes yeah. so much sense, you know? So I, I think it's such a fantastic business model. What, what advice would you give to our listeners Lee, in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you've been doing this a while now. And, and and I know, you know, that, you know, there's, there's a lot of franchises out there. There's like, you know, they say 2,500, 3,000 different franchise systems. Mm-hmm. So it must be overwhelming for someone who wants to get, into franchising, and then they say, okay, there's 3,000 different opportunities out there. Where do I even begin? From from everything you've learned up to this point, what what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise?
2: You know, I think when they're looking, they're looking at that they might like uh, what it is that the company does as far as their actual Mm -hmm. service or product. They're going to look to see which concepts do they think would give them a good return on investment, all that stuff and then they're going to look to see if the franchisor is going to support them adequately and everything. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that the majority of franchise concepts you look in, uh, you can probably um, be successful financially. They're probably going to support you. I think, it, right. I think it really comes down to the people. So when you go around <laughs> doing your discovery days and
1: your right. corporate
2: calls as part of the process, you're going to learn a lot about the people behind the scenes. And that's, right. that, as far as, like me personally, if I'm looking at different concepts, my bet is going to be placed on the people, not whether or not it makes money. If if they mm-hmm. have 20 or 2,000 locations, they're probably doing things right. And there's probably an opportunity to make money there. So right. Um, right. my my advice would be to, on the people behind the scenes, get to know them and what the mission and vision of the company is, and what these people are like, and place your
1: bet accordingly. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice, Lee. So, if you can look into a crystal ball, like maybe three years, five years down the road, I mean, where do you see shine? in the future? Like right now, I think you're at you have about like 40 franchises you're in about 10 states. Where do you, where do you see shine maybe three to five years down the road? So, so we have,
2: we place a larger focus on how successful each unit is and what their mm-hmm. sales are, what the customer experience is like, um, how's the franchisee liking it? And all of that right. to us is determining whether or not they're successful. So I was I'd say if you want a number, probably 200. But the big thing here would be is successful, 200 locations that are successful. Successful, Um, right. Yeah, yeah, getting that percentage of successful locations to us is extremely important. So we're going to take on as many as we can help become successful. Um, Right. Last month we took on eight, and we felt like – we can help all of them become successful, and we think right. a year or two down the road that they're all going to be doing really, really well. So it, it just depends on that, really. Um, we don't have pressure to, to mm-hmm. sell more units. We just, we just want the right people where this is right. the right fit for them, and then we can help
1: them the best. And that's the key to franchising, isn't it, Lee? You know, as, as you said, not to have that pressure, you know, where you just kind of sell franchises to anyone. You know what I mean? It's yours is controlled growth, you know, and I like how you put exactly. all the emphasis on successful franchises, You know, and that's that's what you want because it's it's a win-win situation. It's, it's a marriage. So I, I I I think that's terrific. What's the best way, Lee, for our listeners to get more information? Um, that, that shine is the franchise opportunity and, and even the service itself. Are there any websites that we could kind of like direct our listeners to to get more information?
2: Yeah, so um, from the service side, we'd have shinewindowcleaning.com.
1: Okay, and we okay. have a separate site
2: for shineholidaylighting.com. And if they want to learn more about franchising, I'd direct them to go to shinefranchise.com. Okay. And that's, that's really we going to talk to them about the opportunity and uh, see if they're a good fit and if we're a good fit for them.
1: That's terrific. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you today, Lena. I, I love this business model. I think it's, it's fantastic. And I'd already like to invite you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I think this is a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, I'd love to. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchipreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews.
0: Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising, our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com, or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Sam Hans, who is the president of Stone Coat. And one of the questions we asked Sam when we had him on the show was, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? And Sam talked about the importance of doing a self-evaluation and asking yourself important questions like, what do you like to do? Because in franchising, experience can be taught. So let's listen to what Sam had to say. Probably one of the most qualified people to answer the question, studying your background, Sam, is what advice would you give to our listeners? We call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them are looking to buy a franchise. But as you know, I mean, there's so much out there today. We find that a lot of them just simply don't know where to Begin and it becomes a bit overwhelming. So, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise?
3: No, Marty, you're you're touching something that is dear to my heart right now because this mm. is the part of business that I love is is helping people find their right fit, mm-hmm. and and that's the primary thing that I tell people. Your starting point is to do a self evaluation and come up with the things that you like to do. If mm-hmm. you are not a hands-on person, don't get into the lawn maintenance business uh, right. If you are if you like being outside there's all kinds of businesses to look at outside. If you're more sure. of a uh, analytical bookkeeping type person, there's franchises there. If you have a uh, love food uh, then food offers great opportunities. Right. So right. that's the first thing I tell people is really decide what you want to do, what you like to do, not necessarily what you have experience at, because in the franchising world, experience can be taught.
1: So that's bad, the first bad.
3: point. Second thing I tell people is figure out your resources and don't overextend. The, the Chamber of Commerce, National Chamber of Commerce, says that the number one reason for business failures in the United States is undercapitalization. So you've got to you got to know your resources and don't overextend it. Talk to the people that are most important to you and get their input. And I always tell people give your your loved ones permission to hurt your feelings if that's mm-hmm. what it takes, so they can be brutally honest about what they see in you. Uh, then, when you get to the company, research the owners first. Know who the owners are. Go visit them. Uh, make sure that. Their, their goals and ambitions align with what you really are looking for. And character is important. It's extremely important. Yeah. And then the second thing you want to research is the industry. Is it a good, stable industry uh,
2: uh-huh.
3: and instead of some fad that could come and go? And then the third thing is research the franchise model. Most people get that a little out of order because the first thing they want to do is research the franchise model. And I tell them, no, back up and go look at the owners and then look at the industry. And then thirdly, is look at that. And finally, franchising is not selling. Franchising is finding good fits and good matches for life ambitions between the franchisee and the franchise or. And if anybody is pushing you or pressuring you to, to purchase a franchise, then you need to run away from that as fast as you can. The people on the other side of the table from the, the prospective franchisees should be just as anxious to get involved in understanding what, what both sides are looking for.
1: Wow, it's a great answer. We've been doing the show ten years, and I have to say that's one of the best responses we've had in almost five hundred shows. So I could tell you, you've been doing this a long time. Thank you. It just included everything. It's just a great response. So, what what are the plans then, Sam? I mean, I can ask you as the president of the organization. I mean, where do you see Stone Coat maybe, like three to five years down the road? <laughs> well. I- If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Sam Hance of Stone Cold, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchises by Category page, and go to our Home Repair and Improvement category. You can hear that whole interview. And Sam had a lot of great advice during that particular show. And Finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. It's hard to imagine now that we've been doing the show almost 10 years now and uh, approaching 500 shows. So we just want to thank everyone for all their support, and we'll see you again soon with Another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring:
0: a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah.